Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Christopher Nolan films. Uh, Christopher Nolan, an amazing writer, director, somebody who really pushes uh, cinema, uh, somebody that has a independent art house uh, type of uh, a vibe to him, uh, yet has the ability to do some big blockbuster movies. But somebody really trying to do original stuff, which I appreciate. That is something desperately needed. Uh, within cinema, uh, and somebody who's done gone from uh, independent films to doing some of the biggest blockbuster superhero movies uh, ever made. Um, somebody who's a lot of his movies very complex narratives. Uh, a, time is always a very interesting thing that he plays around with, not only in the in the narrative sense, not e- not only in the, the way he tells stories, sometimes the characters are dealing with altered times, sometimes the the way the story is told itself, the way the, the movie is edited, uh, deals with these, these altered forms of time, these different perspectives of time, uh, dealing with reality versus perceived reality. Um, but a lot of his stories using time uh, the storytelling, the editing, all of those aspects of his movies, uh, very commonly uh, dealing with with time and, and perspective of time. Uh, there's also a lot of movies of his films that have this this uh, this message of never giving up and pushing past what your perceived abilities are, uh, which I really appreciate. That that is something that I apply uh, in my life to to not limit yourself and what you're capable of doing and that knowing that you can push way past uh, what you think you're capable of doing. Uh, so I appreciate those themes that are, are present in a lot of his movies. Um, very experimental. Uh, somebody that loves to use the IMAX camera, loves to use that giant screen. Somebody that's really a fan of films being seen in theaters. Somebody that wanted to wait and push back on his film Tenet uh, during the pandemic to make sure people would go see his film in a movie theater, which I appreciate, although, uh, you know, I enjoy watching movies at home. I'd, you know, the, the theatrical experience, especially like IMAX stuff, it, it really is only beneficial when you're, you're in a movie theater. Seeing that stuff on a TV screen uh, doesn't quite have the same feel to it. Um, does a lot of things practically that's very interesting i, I really enjoy uh his big budget films with that kind of an art house independent film uh feel to them uh but with all that said it was a pleasure going through and re-watching all of the christopher nolan films i recently did my top five batman movies uh so that gave me an opportunity to re-watch the christopher nolan batman movies uh, which The Dark Knight was my favorite Batman film. Spoilers for that list. Uh, so I didn't have to rewatch those, but all of his movies, for the most part, are, are pretty accessible. Most of them are on HBO Max. Uh, I think Interstellar was on Paramount Plus, I believe. Uh, the only movie I was not able to track down 
was his first film, Following, uh, which I used to own and I have seen, um, but it wouldn't have made the list anyway. Uh, so even though I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, uh, it's not a movie that would have been on this list, which he has made. Like all of his movies are great. Like he doesn't he I, he hasn't made a bad movie. Unlike M. Night Shyamalan, who I talked about last week, who's had huge fluctuations in the quality of films. Uh, Christopher Nolan not only makes great films, but like the level of complexity that he puts onto his films really can make a film can make or break a film. Like if the, the, how how difficult it is to you really have to be paying attention. Uh, watching a lot of Christopher Nolan films because there is, like, there is not an ounce of wasted space in these movies, uh, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the level that he is working at uh, and able to maintain, uh, which I think some movies are able to pull it off more than others. But let's get into it with my top five Christopher Nolan films. Starting off with number five, this is a movie that I originally saw in movie theaters. Uh, it blew my mind. Independent film. Unique storytelling, unique story. The way this, this movie is told, the way this movie is edited, uh, relates to the character directly and how the character uh, perceives reality. Uh, so that movie coming in at number five is the 2000, from the year 2000, the movie is Memento. Uh, this is a movie that kind of went up and down on, on the list. Uh, definitely he's done some big blockbuster movies that could be on this list that aren't going to be on this list. But Memento, despite the fact it being his second film, uh, has a great, great performances by uh, all the actors in it. Guy Pierce, Carrie Ann Moss, Joey Pants. Uh, about a guy who has short-term memory loss, who's not able to make new memories, and the way the movie is told is very brilliant in that some of the movie is moving forward narratively while others keeps jumping back, uh, and both of those timelines kind of meet at an apex during the, the kind of twist ending, uh, which a lot of the times... His movies will have an aspect to it that recontextualizes everything that you've seen. Uh, but I, I really appreciate Memento. I think like a very, uh, very ambitious idea uh, and well, well executed. Uh, I really enjoy this movie, even even after he's done like some of the biggest movies uh, in Hollywood, uh, it, it's, it's still one that, uh, that stands up the test, stands the test of time and a really great, great movie that, uh, I hadn't watched for a long time and it was a pleasure revisiting it. Uh, so coming in at number five is Memento. Moving on to my number four favorite film. This is one that I wasn't, it wasn't going to make my list. Uh, and then rewatching, it was the last film that I watched, uh, in the entire run of films that I rewatched this past week. I watched it last night and uh, it was going to be my number five and it's a movie that it has a lot in common with Memento. Let's say that. 
so coming in at number four is the newest Christopher Nolan film, at least as I'm recording this. Uh, that movie is Tenet. Movie came out during the pandemic uh, in 2020, two years ago. Uh, written and directed by Christopher Nolan, uh, starring John David Washington uh, and Robert Pattinson. Um, a crazy movie that uh, there's a scene in Memento, actually. The very first scene in Memento, there is a, a scene of a bullet going back into the gun, the shell going back into the gun, uh, and like a scene is playing in reverse. And I think that, along with the idea of how he was telling that, that, that story narratively in reverse as well as forward, back and forth, uh, I think spiritually has a lot in common with uh, with Tenet, uh, which is just it, it's probably one of his most complex movies. Like it's a movie that is so difficult, even when you're paying attention to really process everything that's going on. Uh, and it's a movie that when it first came out, you almost have to watch this movie twice in a row. Like the first time you watch it, you're learning kind of the rules of what's going on, but it's so hard to like maintain all of the things in your head and, and keep track of everything. Whereas if you watch it the second time, it fills in a lot of those gaps a lot more uh, and has some amazing sequences in it. Obviously, the, the using a plane, actually blowing up a plane. Uh, there's the, the reverse fight scenes, how things were filmed in reverse. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of setup to this movie, but once it gets going, man, it is, it is, it is a fun ride. It is a crazy fun ride and uh, insane that he was able to pull it off. Definitely the complexity hurts the movie a bit uh like it, it despite the fact that it's number four on my list like it, it definitely is a movie that you have to watch multiple times to really help at least i have to to help process everything that's going on like it is a movie that requires your attention uh it is not a movie to be casually watched uh even though if you are casually watching it you will probably be lost at times, but you will also see some just awesome action sequences. Uh, so coming in at number four is the 2020 film Tenet. Coming soon, a new podcast from The Ray Taylor Show, the unofficial Severance Recap Podcast. Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives. When a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. Join Ray Taylor as he breaks down every episode of season one of the new Apple TV show, Severance. First episode released June 7th. New episodes released every Tuesday. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. Go to InspiredDisorder.com for links. Moving on to my third favorite Christopher Nolan film. This film was something, was a movie that was so widely loved that it forced the Academy to start nominating more movies 
in the best picture category because so many people thought this one should have won. It's also the movie that has one of the best performances by none other than Heath Ledger, and that movie is The Dark Knight. Uh, not only is it my favorite Batman movie, it is my favorite Chris Nol Christopher Nolan Batman movie, probably the, the only one that I really like. Uh, spoilers, the other two Batman movies aren't going to be on this list. Uh, just iconic performance by Heath Ledger. Uh, a really great action comic book grounded superhero movie. Uh, grounded in a way that even the Batman uh, could not achieve. Um, just so good. Just on every level so good. Uh, and And probably the best comic book superhero movie to ever have been created in my opinion but yeah um the dark knight is just is so good it's the second in the christopher nolan films and uh the the performance from heath ledger one of if not the best joker performance uh in any batman movie uh, so coming number th number three, I, this there was no way this movie wasn't going to be on the list. It was all a matter of where it was going to be on the list. And despite the fact it at one point being number one, uh, revisiting these movies really made me uh, reconsider some movies that I had previously overlooked. Uh, but this is one I've never overlooked, and I've always loved it uh, from the moment I first saw it. And uh, just definitely one of his best. That's why it is here at number three. The Dark Knight. Moving on to my second favorite Christopher Nolan film. This is a movie that I originally watched in an IMAX theater, like an actual IMAX that actually showed like nature videos and stuff like that. Uh, probably one of the first narrative like Hollywood movies to be shown in an IMAX. Uh, but when I first saw it, I was intoxicated. And let me tell you something. Christopher Nolan films are not to be trifled with. They are not movies where you can go in inebriated and uh, be expected to follow along with the complex narratives that, that he likes to put in into his films. And this one is no different. Coming in at number two is Inception. Uh just so good rewatching it this is probably my my third or fourth time watching inception probably the only time i've watched the movie where i actually felt like i, I was paying attention and could like understand it's like the the most i've ever been able to comprehend this movie was my most recent f viewing of it uh just so imaginative this just one thing I love about Christopher Nolan is that he really takes very unique ideas and executes them brilliantly. Uh, this movie of people being able to go inside dreams within dreams, uh, the layers of dreams and how each layer of dream has different perce perceptions of time. Time moves differently in each layer uh, as you go into these dreams, kind of a heisty type of a movie. So good. Great performance from Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, did, this did not make my Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, top five list because I didn't watch it for that. 
I didn't realize how big of a role that he had in it. I don't know if it would have made my my top five Joseph Gordon-Levitt films, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I don't know where it would have landed necessarily, but it is a great movie. Elliot Page, uh, of course, is in this movie as well. Um, tons of great actors in this movie. So well executed. And the ending of this movie, I love, because it is... It, it, so many people like to like argue it's like what was he still dreaming because it ends on that top his uh his like um his totem uh that they all have their own unique totem that they they carry along with them and the totem acts in a certain way and the way that totem acts uh will let them know if they're dreaming or not because it's the one thing that that nobody else knows uh that they know and this movie ends ambiguously. I am of the opinion that it doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter whether Leonardo DiCaprio's character is still in a dream state or not. Because, and I don't think he is. I think, I think he is in reality. I, I don't think he's dreaming. Uh, because he sees his kids for the first time. Like, every time, like... It, the way this movie portrays every time his kids show up is that they're like this elusive thing that he's never actually able to spend time with his kids um, because he's blamed for his wife's murder and can't go back to the U.S. where his kids are. And it seems like in his dreams, he's not able to see them either. Like they're elusive even within his dreams. Whereas the end of this movie, he's actually able to be with his kids. And whether that is in a dream state or not, it doesn't matter for him because it's the thing that he's been wanting that, that he, he he's, hasn't had in his life. Uh, so I think the idea is that it doesn't matter whether that, that, that top topples over or just keeps spinning. Uh, it doesn't matter whether he's in a dream because it's it, it he's with his kids and that's all that matters to him. Um, but yeah, just it's it's kind of weird how how kind of simple this movie is. Like they're hired to implant a memory in order for this company to be dissolved uh, because this other guy doesn't want to have like they're going to become the the biggest energy company or whatever. So kind of a simple thing, but when they go in their mission, like everything starts going wrong. So it's like even the mission, like the complexity of, of the mission is enough to, to fill out this movie. Uh, whereas the premise can be simple. Uh, but I, I love it from a visual standpoint. The surreal nature of the dreams is amazing. The action in this, in this movie is amazing. The acting is amazing. Uh, the writing, I think it all comes together. Uh, and it's tough. It's tough. The complexity of these movies really, it, it, it's, it's a house of cards. And when he pulls it off, it is beautiful. Uh, so coming in at number two, my second favorite Christopher Nolan film is Inception. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Now you can wear The Many Faces, original art by Ray Taylor. Select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings. All products made with high quality materials, made right here in the USA. Go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTS. 
TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. Moving on to my number one, my favorite Christopher Nolan film. This is a movie that I did not like. When I first saw it, I did not like it. Uh, again, complexity. Too much. Probably not the right mind state. I was maybe intoxicated, inebriated. Something was not allowing this movie to connect with me. But in revisiting this movie, even when I started watching, I'm like, eh. I didn't even know if it was going to make my list. But by the end of this movie, I was like, this is a masterpiece. It is amazing that he was able to do this, to pull this off. And it, it, it's a crazy ride, super imaginative, as all of his movies are. By far the most gorgeous film that he's ever done. Some of the scenes in this are just, like, awe-inspiring. Uh, but the movie that I, think, I feel is his masterpiece and his best film that he's ever made is the 2014 movie Interstellar. Like I said, this movie wasn't even going to be on my list. But I rewatched it, and by the end, I was like, oh my god, this is a masterpiece. Because the, the space scenes alone are gorgeous. The idea of like him going into a black hole and then being sucked into like the fifth dimension where he's going through echoes of different times of his daughter's life and being able to communicate with her through their like Moore's code. Like, like it's amazing. This movie is amazing. Matt Damon plays like the most unlikable character I think I've ever seen Matt Damon play. And it's a character that you, you ch like, there is a change in that character. And it, it's, like, brutal to see. It's like, oh, like, like they've always, they're sacrificing so much to try and save the world. Like, also the, the kind of future that this movie depicts of what, you know, um, what the world is going to be like after when we're just struggling to eat and climate change has destroyed everything. And it's like this last attempt to try and find a new world. And uh, just like what a journey. What a ride this movie. Visually amazing. The acting uh, by Matthew McConaughey is so great. Anne Hathaway is great in this as well. Um, just, just like heartbreaking movie. But when it ends, the way it ends... The future that's realized, uh, it's, it's great, man. It, you know, it's, it's got, like, not only does it have, like, that kind of happy ending type of a thing, like, it ends, hopefully, but it's another one of his movies where it's, like, the idea of not giving up, and it's something that Matt Damon's character uh, verbalizes in this movie of, like, he... he people that have kids are always the people you should bet on because they're the ones that are going to push past and not give up and push that extra 20% to survive. And the movie narratively is like that, like where Matthew McConaughey's character like literally sacrifices himself 
thinking he's going to die, gets sucked into this black hole, and because he never gives up, is able to push through to where they actually find success. Like the this mission that, that is in so many ways gone every which way but right, gone wrong in every way possible. Murphy's Law, like personified in movie form, he's able to push past what the perceived boundaries of what he thought he could do. And it's so beautiful. The way it's visualized is amazing as well. So much of it. I was like in awe. I was in awe when, when this movie was over. I was like, wow. Like, the visuals alone are amazing. The, the story is amazing. The ideas are amazing. Like, it feels like an extremely grounded take on, like, not only space, but time and dimensions and everything feels, I don't know how accurate it is. You know, I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson, so I can't poke holes in it. But everything feels so authentic and real. And it's just, like, I couldn't stop thinking about this movie when, when I finished watching it. And it, it instantly was my number one. It went from a movie that I remember not liking at all. A movie that I was like going into it going like, well, I'm going to watch everything. So at least I know what's not going to make the list. And a movie that went from like my lowest expectations to like just blowing me away with how just how it, it is. The complexity is on point. Everything comes together. It, like I love this movie. Clearly, that's why it's my number one. Uh, Interstellar, number one. Easily easily number one um now i know there's a lot of movies that didn't make the list he's done a bunch of movies uh so the prestige not a big fan surprisingly like i i like the movie but i just don't buy their rivalry i don't buy that there's a magician who has a twin but then they wait forever before they do a trick that involves this twin that's been kept a secret the whole time like there's a lot of aspects of this and then there's the whole actual magic aspect involving tesla and his ability to like clone things um so it's just too much for me to be like it's still good still great performances i the ending is great the movie is great as well and nolan has made if not only great movies uh but it's one that i you know it just didn't hit me it didn't hit me like the other movies uh so the prestige didn't make it on there i love insomnia i'm a huge insomnia fan uh probably his least complex film i'm sure following isn't as i can't i don't remember it being as complex uh but insomnia is pretty much a straightforward but so many of his characters are like detectives they're like investigating things they're always searching things out very common kind of theme and uh it's it's you know displayed perfectly with uh uh with that um you know great performances by robin williams and um and uh what's his face robin williams and um yeah, what is his what is his name? Um 
Al Pacino. Dealing again with time, the distortion of time, because they're up in the the Arctic, they're up in Alaska or whatever, and it's like daylight all the time, and he's not sleeping, and it's like the delusion of that, how it's messing with his head. Uh, I really tried to keep it on the list, but I had to knock it off. I, I it, it couldn't make it. Tenet bumped it off, uh, and uh, yeah. So Insomnia, I'm a huge fan of it, but didn't make the list. Dunkirk. A movie that I wasn't really a big fan of when I watched it originally. Uh, I think the way the different stories are told and shuffled together, it, it's a little bit too confusing. Um, it is a great movie, but it just the just that aspect of how the story is told and how like each story is like taking place on different time periods. Again, he's messing with like altered time uh but in a narrative stent in uh like the way he's telling the story just didn't it didn't connect uh for me and war films in general are a bummer to watch um so dunkirk didn't make it uh and then both of the batman other batman movies batman begins and the dark knight rises i don't think are that great uh batman movies let alone movies uh, out of the three Batman movies, The Dark Knight is by far the best. Uh, so that's why that one made the list and the other ones didn't. But that is why those movies didn't make my list. But one more time, this is my top five Christopher Nolan films. Starting off with number five, Memento. Number four is Tenet. Number three is The Dark Knight. Number two is Inception. And my number one favorite Christopher Nolan film is Interstellar, a masterpiece in my opinion. Uh, let me know how you would rank the Christopher Nolan films in the comments. Hit me up on social media. I would love to hear uh, how you would rank them. Uh, let me know. Uh, and it was a, a, a pleasure to rewatch all these films just Definitely looking forward to his upcoming film, uh, Oppenheimer, which is in post-production. And then, oh, it looks like there's another Memento. Is he remaking Memento? That's interesting. A remake of the 2000 film Memento about a man suffering from short-term memory loss. Ooh, that's interesting. He's remaking it. Uh, definitely excited for that as well. So uh, definitely one of the great filmmakers, like working on a level that's very rarely any filmmaker could could achieve in one film. And he's doing it consistently. They they may not all be consistently great, but he's working at a very high level and uh, very impressive. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.